Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. This is uh, Pastor Mike and Pastor Julie, and I am just so excited. I know that there are many new faces in your little avatars watching right now. Some of you are attending V1 Church virtually right now, so we want to just welcome, welcome you home from our fake living room right yes. now. Yes. Um, we're just going to share a very short message. Actually, we want to read the scriptures from Luke chapter 2 that give an account of the story of Christ's birth. Many families do this. Uh, so we want to do, do this together as a global family. But I want to start with a story. Now, do you want to help me tell this story? I want you to start it. Okay, but I'm giving you permission to jump in anytime. I will correct all details. Okay. <laughs> My wife says that I am evangelistic, and that just means I stretch it sometimes. But sometimes, every good preacher yes. knows how to help oh, tell yeah. a story, okay? Yes, yes. So she helps me stay accountable. But this is a true story. I keep it holy. She keeps it righteous. Right. So... We have a family tradition of going out like hillbillies. And ch do I have any hillbillies watching? Shout out if you're from the South. Come on, some, half my family's from West Virginia. We're mountaineers. And we chop down our own tree. And that's the tradition that we brought from Indiana to New York. Except for our first year, and this is like a really funny thing. We, we literally didn't think about it. But our first year living in Queens, which is one of the boroughs of New York City, we had this epiphany. There's no trees that you can legally chop down. And I did think about illegally for you, fun. You can, yeah, you but, can try it. So we were like, let's find a place to chop down a tree. So we ended up finding a tree farm in Connecticut. So that's been our tradition. We go to Connecticut, we find a tree. Well, how many of you know that this year has been a difficult year? Right. So I'm like, I'm going to take it upon myself to be old Jolly St. Mike, and I'm going to chop down the most ridiculously absurd large tree ever, like one that barely fits in my doorway this year, because yes. it's going to be the merriest Merry Christmas our family had. And so we show up to Connecticut, and I see the tree farm, and there's all these like average-sized trees. And I don't think I had communicated to you like my plan. I don't think I told you. I, I noticed. You, I noticed know, you were picking up on yes. it? Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm surveying all these trees, and I'm like, I'm seriously going to make this obnoxious. So we find the tree. I chop it down. I, but hold on. Okay, see, this Before is Before we I, chopped it down, I immediately said, man, that looks really big. I don't think it's going to fit in our living room. <laughs> yes, and of course, me being like total cliche man, I was like, yeah. Jules, trust me, it'll fit in our house. So we chopped this thing down. We tie it up to it. Now, I noticed it was, like, unusually heavy because I have a pretty – every year we do this, so I have a gauge for, like, how big a tree is just by weight. And I could barely – and I was trying not to show it. I didn't tell you this. I could barely lift this tree myself. <laughs> but I just wiped you up. I was like, go like, ahead. On, you yeah. go, babe. I've got a wife and two daughters, like little kids. So I was getting no help, and I'm huffing this thing around. So I finally get it barely through the door. I'm scraping the walls, and we, we get this thing. I get this thing to stand up, and, I mean, the t tip top of the star that we put reaches. Don't give me that look. <laughs> it's got. It's like at an angle, cause, and it's the biggest monstrosity ever and it's wide it's yeah it's massive like yeah. well you know have you ever seen that movie where it so it was bundled for transportation and when i loaded it i had to cut the twine and it exploded i mean i cut it and it just exploded i swear a like, squirrel just like, jumped oh, out of great. it <laughs> we're gonna just show that video on a split yeah, screen or whatever but um you know the thing that we wanted to say is that 
there, you know, there's something about how a tree is so ordinary until you find that special tree and then you designate it for your home. And then something so ordinary and mundane becomes majestic. Like we put lights on it. I actually um, woke up the next day and I saw the lights on this massive tree and I thought, man, this was such a great choice. I don't regret it now. I don't, you probably are, are still mad at me. I'm warming up. She's, I'm warming um, up. But it, it was like we took something normal and what we chose to do to that tree made it something so much more beautiful. Now, somebody in the comments is going to say, yeah, you chose to kill it. Okay, I know. Just go with the analogy. But as we strung lights on it, it became this beautiful thing in our home. And we were talking about how Christ has chosen us, hand-selected us has put on us these robes of righteousness that we could not do for ourselves and has made us really um, in his image, in his likeness and made us special. Yeah, and it's so funny because, you know, when you go all the way back to the Christmas story, which we're gonna read here in just a minute, you find that the savior of the whole world was placed in a manger. A manger was just an ordinary object at that time. It was just a place where animals would feed out of. It, it was just normal, right? But then now we look at that as a symbol of where our savior was, was, was laid as a baby. And I think about like our hearts and, and just, I'll just speak for myself, my own life. So much of the time, it seems just so mundane, so regular, right? I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I do school. I, uh, you know, take care of our home. I take care of our family, but because Jesus resides in my heart, he's made me something that I could not be on my own. And so I now become a symbol and an ambassador of his goodness and his grace to those around me. And so if you're watching today and maybe you feel like you are stuck in the mundane, we're going to just read just a testimony of God's goodness, just, a, uh, just an ordinary manger, an ordinary inn where people would just come to stay and keep their animals. And yet Jesus placed at the center of it, it now becomes this, um, this, a shining star, this light, this beginning of this destiny that forever changed the whole world. Yeah. So go ahead and turn your Bibles to Luke chapter two. And I want you to remember that there is no normal for true believers. The way in which you change a diaper as a true believer is different than how somebody who doesn't have Christ changes a diaper. The way that when I hug my wife, like that what it puts on display for all those who are in desperate need of seeing a couple love each other in a world full of so much separation and division. There is no true normal for real believers. And that's what we've learned in our life. Like some of the most powerful things that Christ does through us isn't a sermon that I preach with my words. It's a sermon that I live with my life. And many of you are like, well, what this year, I feel like I didn't accomplish enough. I felt like I didn't do enough. And maybe you're, you're here like Christmas Eve, still beating yourself up. But the Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because even the normal is no longer normal for us. And it all started with the life of Jesus and how he was born into such a normal condition to say that we're going to bring heaven down here to earth. So do you want to kick it off? Yeah, we're going to start reading in verse three. And it says, and all went to be registered each 
to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them at the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone, shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to him, said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it has been told them. And 2,000 years later, it has been told to you today that this child has been born. He was without sin or fault or failure. He died on the cross. Three days later, he rose from the dead, having conquered death, hell, and the grave. And every temptation you'll ever face, he was tempted with. Every pain that your body and your mind will ever encounter, he encountered. And guess what? He conquered it all to freely give you victory. And I celebrate today, not just the birth, not just the death, not just the resurrection, but ruling and reigning alongside of my King Jesus. And so today we're getting ready to sing. And as we, as we sing together, I just want you guys to realize that God has hand-selected you. God has chosen you. I don't believe in accidents. I believe just the simplicity of this message. Some of you are actually beginning to be moved in the area of your emotions. Maybe it's been a long time since you've been to church, but church came to you through Facebook. Church came to you through YouTube. Maybe one of your friends or family members shared this broadcast and you just, your spirit is bearing witness. Some of you have struggled with atheism. Some of you struggle with doubt. Some of you are hurt by pastors or church people and you vowed with your words, I'll never go back, but you couldn't stop a Facebook feed from showing you this and the Holy Spirit's drawn you because even though those men failed, there's one man who never failed you and he's lavishing you with his love right now. Feel this. I believe that your Christmas miracle is happening right now because God's drawn you unto himself. And I believe that 2021 is going to be the fulfillment of many words that were spoken of your life. Mark my words. 
God is using me profoundly in this moment to confirm what you've always known. Come on, religion may be a lie, but relationship is every bit the truth. And that same Jesus that was born in a manger wants to take his rightful seat upon your heart. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, come on, pray with me if you're watching this. Take your seat upon the manger of my heart. Every filthy place, every negative thought, every time that I act in fear and in doubt, I choose to push it all aside. I choose to place my faith in you and you alone. Jesus, you are the greatest gift I will ever receive. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. You're saved. Come on, let's sing this.